so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. Kong. I am your host, Andy Curtin, and I'm here with my buddy, Vivek Mabubane. You can find me online at Andy Curtin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Go to your favorite social media service and go look for at Funny Vivek. Sometimes with the letter M, try it out, you'll, you'll find me. And uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, please hit subscribe, whatever platform you're living, uh, you're living on, you're reading, <laughs> listening. What, how do you listen? We're in it, dude. We're in these platforms. Yeah. You, you can find us in the platform. Yeah. Just subscribe. It helps us with the algorithms and all that jazz. And today, we're going to be talking about kids. That's right. Something I have none of. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about is Hong Kong a good city for having kids? Uh, you know, is it uh, is it good from a healthcare point of view? What are the schools like? Schools in Hong Kong, a massive, crazy rich topic. And I think we're probably going to go off on a thousand trajectories about comedy as we always do. And how kids and comedy make sense. Well, I feel like I should ask you about the trials and tribulations of parenting in Hong Kong. <laughs> well, I feel like I know a lot because I've been a child my whole life. So I have been half of the equation of parenting. Fair, fair yeah. Point. So if it wasn't for people like myself, there would be no parenting, and therefore, I would like to tell all parents with kids now: you're welcome for me doing my part as a, as your kid. You know, it's interesting. One thing that I I picked up on a lot are when you meet people that grew up in Hong Kong and then left. Yeah, and then they come back, and they're like, "Oh, Hong Kong's changed." You know, how much is like? And I know you you know you have some involvement in it. Through, through work, but maybe not enough to really know what the high schools are like. But do you feel like the schools have changed a lot since you were a kid? Oh, definitely. I mean, first of all, homework before was homework limited to the workbook. Now it's like, well, you have the internet. You have no right to say you don't know what that is. So I remember school for me was basically, you know, you go to school, they tell you stuff, you go home, you do homework, and that was life. But nowadays, it's like you've got the the peer pressure of the internet. You know, I've got to make sure if I'm doing my homework that I'm the first person to post on my stories, you know. So that's the other level of change. Do you, you don't feel like it was competitive when you were a kid? Well, I didn't compete. <laughs> so it was never competitive. I mean, I guess some of the other guys might I mean, have been. Like, everyone was trying to get high scores. I'm like, why? I mean, you still pass. I mean, the stereotype here is that it's brutally competitive. Yeah. And that if you want to go to a private school, it's prohibitively expensive. So it's competitive for parents. Again, I'm not a parent, so therefore I didn't compete. Now, it is very competitive because, number one, good places in good schools are very limited. Secondly, if you if you have a lot of money, then yeah, you can you can play the game differently. But the limitation of good places and good schools that's the big challenge. And you know, how does your kid stand out? Well, you know, like uh, the really expensive schools, right? So some of them, when your child is born, you pay like a fifty thousand US dollar debenture. You just give the yeah. money, yeah, and then that's like Reserve okay, my you'll, place. you'll get a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what a business model. I know, right? Imagine that, like. Protect kids that are potentially never going to be, you know, at your school. They just give you fifteen. Because if you think about like, 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 let me give you an example. Like yeah. The insurance business, right? The insurance business makes money in two different ways. The first way is you pay premiums and they pay out slightly less than you paid them, yeah. right? But the other way is they have what's called float. So it's like not only do you pay premiums and then they pay out. There's a time difference 
and they make money off holding money in investing time, and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. If the insurance industry is built on being able to hold money for like 11 months or something, like imagine if you have entire year levels. Yeah. Just giving you fifty thousand dollars to hold for five years. It's so, the same. I don't, do they even hold it? They must hold it after they go. They probably hold it for like eighteen years. Even if t- even if they put that money in just a bank and like on a time deposit, Mate, that's, any interest that you yeah, get, it's yeah. just. And, and that's the we're weirdest in the wrong thing. business, dude. <laughs> I know. Right? We're trying to make jokes like for, for, for 10 minutes a night. I'm like, hey, These knock, like, knock. Yeah. Hey, like, your baby's born. Here's an invoice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should be charging customers yeah. uh, f- at birth for potential shows that their children will come to later on. So this is actually a model that it, I, I have thought about where, okay, your kid's just born. We're going to let you pay us a debenture and we're going to let you in 18 years have a slot at open mic night. (laughs) We're going to guarantee a seven minute spot, 18 years, and they'll close the open mic number of days later for your kid. And and you know what? Just to top it off, because it should be a school, we'll even give you a little workshop after that. Do you know know what the difference is though? Yeah. Like paying the debenture to go to a really nice school is to give your child a chance in life. Yeah. But attending open mic means that it hasn't worked out for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is the weird chance where, like, well, you know, I mean, like, should factor in that your kid might fail. Yeah, exactly. We're be... teaching the failure side of life yeah, as well, yeah. right? Don't just bank on success. Exactly. Yeah, and you know what? Just because it's all about failure, we're gonna do half a debenture, like as in, like whatever that school's charging you, we just take fifty percent. I'm just my mind is blown by that business model, and I mean, like that's how desperate people are. You know what the weirdest thing is? That the people who pay that are not like, you know, getting conned to This is part of the planning. It's like nine months ago, like, honey, I'm feeling romantic, but we got to think more than just, hey, 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 nine months. So we're talking about debentures in a nine months time. So they like, have nine months time to put that money together. You know, should it be a boy? Should it be a girl? Relevant. The point is that which school are we going to? So the quality of the schools here is very good. I mean, that's the reputation. Yeah. I mean, the good ones are really good. Like we're talking... Good quality education, quality people, good quality environment. You know, for a place where your house is probably like twenty square square meters, yeah, this school gives you space to run around. Isn't that weird? <laughs> how like your life here is in just constantly in places that are so much bigger than the house you live in. It's always the case, isn't That's it? That's everywhere. Yeah, everywhere it's just I basically go. constantly reminding you don't stay home. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. I mean, sort of. It does change the way we interact with the city yes definitely that's why we're so active because it's not that we are active we're just that we can't go home because it's like that place is no space yeah which also just makes outside more interesting yeah yeah i mean think of it this way like places like the the riff here uh, in lan kwai fong at california tower eighth floor (laughs) hashtag marketing so that's very true now schools when i went to school my my secondary slash high school place was basically a really big place and they had this big green grass area. Now, I hated Which it. Which part of town? It was in Mong Kok. Okay. Yeah, so it's really weird. Like, where you go to Mong Kok, and Mong Kok is like this weird, like, okay, You're Mong a big grass area in Mong Kok? Oh, so this is up a hill. So this is the catch. They show you the school, like, wow, all this big patch, you know, you can play soccer, they have this and that, the school, the classrooms are big, whatever. But there's a hill you got to walk up. Now, my family don't have a car. So they screwed me over. They're like, son, <laughs> this is a great school. And I'm like, yeah, but I got to walk like 20 minutes up a hill. They're like, yep, yeah, well, we paid the debenture, so uh, let's get to it. <laughs> is that really how it works? So no, no, Did no. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay like, no debenture. My parents yeah. don't care about me that much, right? Oh my god! There ain't no I, school in Mong Kok with no, debenture. There really is. There, no, 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 no debenture for that. But I did get into school, and it is in Mong Kok where you actually have to walk up a hill. It's like 
isolated kind of thing. That's why they have all that space. It's one of these old schools, man. Wow. Yeah, it's called it's called a uh, Dalhousie Boys School. Many people would have known. Well, it. here's the other weird thing about schools here is that it's like there's like an Australian school, there's yeah. a French school, the British schools seem to be kind of really ESF elite. Schools. ESF yeah. is the British one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the international school. And you meet Hong Kong people and you'd be like, oh, why do you have an American accent? And your friend has a British accent and your other friend speaks with a German accent. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, his parents sent you to that school. My parents sent me to this school. Yeah. I am from Hong Kong. (laughs) I am am the local student. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to the TST. (laughs) (laughs) So that's like, uh, it's so, I mean, I guess in China, mainland China, they had a similar thing. Well, you have the two systems. You have the, well, you you literally have one city, two systems of schools. So you have the international schools. Hey, Hey, look at that, putting it in. Hashtag trying to be cool. Okay. uh, You have the international schools and then you have what, like the local-ish like the more the local government private school, so you have that two types. But it's even crazier than that because you've got kids like that are two years old, yeah. interviewing for kindergartens, right? And then the kindergartens get them into the to the primary schools, yeah. And so you like this is if you're listening to this, this is real deal. Two year olds, yeah. have interviews for kindergarten. You know what's bizarre? Maybe like half of people listening to this are going like, yeah, and what's your point? Like, what's yeah, the big deal? Like, we're blown away by this, but like, yeah, I my, my kid yeah, when he was you born. You didn't have a baby CV? Yeah, exactly. When I was at the hospital giving birth, I was like, push, push, inverse interview skills, push, <laughs> push, you know. Interests, so, milk and boobies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I still yeah. have that on my CV, actually. Yeah, well, <laughs> you never outgrow those things, you know, <laughs> 18 years into it. So, Andy, I'm very curious because like, look, I, I don't have kids, so therefore I don't have that feeling or worry of like, okay, I got to plan this ahead. Or are you the, the go with the flow type of person? Yeah, you know, it's it's just there's so much to worry about in this city and i i think i was just quick to find someone that told me not to worry about it yeah. and i was like okay yeah <laughs> i think that's what i learned as well because i've seen people who you know they 10 years into it you know the best schools and all that but 10 I, years out of it they're just like oh i can i mean i can't afford a debenture yeah that's and i one. can't I couldn't pay what the schools are going to cost me anyway. So really my strategy at the moment is just to work really hard so that my income increases so that I can afford the school when yeah. I eventually have to pay for it. So my kids are three and one. Okay. Yeah. Got a couple of years before I start getting slammed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm worried about it, but I, but I also know that like there are good schools that you can get into yeah. without like ESF you can get into without well, I mean, $50,000 debenture. Uh, some of them, I think some, I'm not too sure. I didn't go to an ESF the school. The different ESFs have different standards for that? I believe so. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Again, don't have kids, no okay, research. Okay, now I'm panicking. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, okay, so what I noticed is that uh, I went to a local school. So my whole time, my whole life growing up, going to schools, it was like, I would pay bare minimum school fees because like education is free for the first. Uh, oh, mate, mate, I'm getting crushed. The kindergartens Oh, super expensive. Yeah, the kindergartens is where they get you. And then you go to primary one, then you're like, okay, whew. That's the kindergarten right. is like as expensive as a nice school in Australia, yeah. I think, from yeah. what I can tell. Yeah. And then the worst thing is you walk in there like, you're just singing songs. Could you do a bit more? I mean, I could sing this with you at home. Yeah. I'm like, why isn't he speaking French already? Yeah, exactly. I want to see some Picasso artwork Where, where's already. The, where's the, where are the science experiments? Exactly. And this is for the one-year-old. I mean, forget the three-year-old. And you know what? Honestly, like what I've learned as a parent of young kids is that really we're like, education's important. Education is just finding someone appropriate 
to give your kids to for most of the day. I think that's what I that's find. That's all it is. So I've had people tell me, you know, like I did, I did tutor some kids before. You know, was that when I was in university, you get some money on the side, but also like I enjoyed it. And what I found, some parents were like, "We just like you coming over for that one hour and one two hours," and like they weren't even worried. Like, don't don't worry about teaching them anything. Like, just just make sure like you're just keeping him interested. For those two hours, make him feel like he's learning something, slash he's having some fun, and we're good. And I'm like, I could do that. You know, Entertain like, a kid for two hours. Like, yeah. I'm like, wait, am I paying you? Or? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just come here and hang? They're like, yeah, just hang. I'm like, I could totally do that. Because I don't have friends, so, you yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay, sure. Um, so it's, it, it isn't, I mean, it's int- the level of effort that the kindergartens go to. Yeah. But first of all, security is crazy high. Like, I, they know me. And I have to have like a form to, if I want to pick my kid up, yeah. I have to have a, a certain card, even though they all know me yeah, and have interacted with me constantly, they will not give me my child. It's like pro- proper Unless protocol. I have a card. Yeah. That's why you're paying so much. And then, and then also like, you know, there's security at the front of the place. You can't get in there. I had to put on pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's what, you went to one of those kindergartens. And oh, dude, okay. they will send... I don't know what the standards are in Australia because I haven't had kids in Australia, really, like, other than just visiting. Um, but, you know, they send us a monthly report with photos and wow. what he's learned. And I'm like, he's... He's two. Just yeah. whatever. Just hang yeah. out. Yeah. They have a whole report. This is literally just like... Just don't ruin him. Yeah. That's all I care about. It's, it's eye-banking level of, you know, parenting for them. They're like, okay, here's your annual report. We can have an AGM but this I Saturday. Know. Maybe that's what people do now, you know. I guess it just makes it more prestigious. I mean, imagine like an open mic night. And after after the open mic night, you have to generate a report for each comedian. Like, hey, for the first seven minutes, you were all Dude, right. Dude, I'm getting anxiety minutes. just thinking about what you're saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're a child. Child is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> One he's that a did sexist. He's a racist, and uh, he <laughs> he take, he's funny though. He, he takes on daddy. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I think he has issues with both of you. Yeah. <laughs> so the education definitely is a, is a hot topic. Every parent I've ever met living it's in stressful. Hong Kong. I feel like it's designed to be stressful. Yeah. I feel like it's designed to be stressful so that you panic and you justify spending more money than Correct. you would have spent otherwise. Yes. I mean, I think that's it. I think that definitely. I mean, because look, I went to a pretty nice school. Yeah. I've got to admit, I, I'm embarrassed to admit it. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. That's the value it has. Yeah, I, it's never opened any doors for me. Never got me into anything. I have few a few friends from when I was in high school. Yeah. I know people, but I don't keep in contact with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What value did it bring me? Not a lot. I mean, not, not much at all. And I anyone I work with, I never assume they went to a, a really nice school because it's like. It irrelevant. isn't. It's it, it. It's not only is it irrelevant, but it's not even like it gave anyone an advantage because nobody else seems to have gone there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened to me as well. I mean, I would say I'm quite proud of that school I went to, and it's kind of better known in Hong Kong. But at no point have I ever had to get work or something because I was like, oh, just in case you're considering. This is my price because I went to this school. It's like no one's going like, oh, for that price, you know, this guy's pretty all right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny because my wife didn't come from a place where they had prestigious schools, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she, it just hit all of her insecurities really quickly. Like, oh, God, the kids have to go to the really good one and all that stuff. I was like, just chill. Yeah. Little. 
by the by the time our kids are adults, yeah. mainland China will have taken fully over this city. Yeah. No one outside of Hong Kong knows any of these schools. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't carry any weight yeah. outside of here. Just, yeah, yeah. just we got to just look after the kids. Yeah. And also, don't forget, I mean, what we're learning today, in like a few years' time, AI is going to take over and all this stuff. So, you know, yeah, all we'll the just be able to live on beaches in our pods. That's the goal. That's the idea. Yeah, or be, you know, organ banks. Well, I mean, you're actually <laughs> organ banks on the beach. That's the trick. <laughs> you know, so I kind of... That's get... what China's missing. You know? Yeah. It's like, you don't have to harvest everyone's organs, organs from camps. Yeah. You can put them in like, you know... Yeah, let them sunbathe, you know? I mean, keep them at a certain temperature. I mean, it's, it's basically being smart, win-win kind of situation. Let you want my organs, I want the beach. Let them drink a little before you take their liver. Yeah, you know, exactly. And you tell them, either you pay the bill or take a liver. Like, you know what? I'll give you my liver, whatever. I'll be fine. <laughs> if anything, it'll help the hangover because the liver's now drunk, not I love me. if we're doing a podcast about kids and we've just like spiraled into like, how are we... How our organs harvested you know what this is literally the parallel to every parent every week it's like we started off on monday with the best foot forward thinking for my kid dude it's so fascinating to think about what the world will be when my kids are like 18 yeah like like, it's just i mean dude the world is changing every month you will have your own metaphorical front yard with a lawn and there's gonna be kids running all over it and you're gonna tell them to get out of there like i was you know i i was a I was. I had a couple of meetings today, and I'm just like, oh, there's hand sanitizer everywhere. Like yeah. the world just changed overnight. It's yeah, like, hand sanitizer is now a thing permanently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Put it this way: I mean, if you go out with other parents, right, and you go try for a meal, to. you try not to, but you know, sometimes circumstances, you know, to get connections, whatever, and you go for a meal, right, with the kids, whatever, and the parents don't kind of use hand sanitizer before, like, let's say, take after taking off the mask or whatever, and you kind of go like, do I want my kids to be friends with these Mate, people? Mate, it's tough, you know. Like we were on the metro, and my daughter's one, and she's got dirty shoes on. I mean, she's got shoes. She's been walking yeah. outside, and yeah. she's just like. She's putting her hands all over the bottoms uh, of her shoes, yeah. putting her fingers like, in her uh, mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, I don't know, what do I fucking tie her down? I can't. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone's exactly. looking at us like, hey, that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, all you have to worry is that if someone at the school you're trying to apply to is in that train, they see that. They're like, yep, this is not happening. Yeah, I can't have her. She's a shoe licker. No refund. Remember yeah. that keyword when you apply. Yeah, keep the That's exactly. the caveat on the debenture. I think the, the, the debenture thing is that you can't refund it, if I remember correctly. That's what hurts the most. Ay, ay. What if your kid, you know, turns out to be stupid or something? <laughs> well, then in that case, then you uh, adopt. I don't know. You go for that. Hey, okay. So we're getting stuck on the education thing. What I, what I'm, what I also realize is the Hong Kong, the city as a parent. Last time we talked about neighborhoods, right? Yeah. We talked about how, you know, the stairs and the slopes is tough for prams. So uh, in general, do you feel the ratio of garden or kids space to expensive place is kind of acceptable? Yeah, look, it's a good question. And, and I would say that I grew up in a place where we had a front yard and a backyard and, and it was safe enough that as even as young kids, we could go out and go down to the park by ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I do sometimes, I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, am I depriving my kids of this? You know? Oh. And like, we live in a really small apartment yeah. and they don't know any better. Yeah. They're not like, even if I take them to a bigger place, they aren't at a, a, a level of development where they're like, wow, this place is bigger than our place. They don't, yeah. they're not thinking like that. And I'm really taking advantage. <laughs> <laughs> um, Making the right friends, man. You know, I, I do worry about that, but um, certainly like, there's great parks here, you know. I mean, it's hard to use them at the moment because of COVID. A lot of the shit's 
yeah, um, shut down. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, Quarry Bay has this huge park. That you yeah. run around. There's like running tracks. There's there's all this like cool crazy equi- equipment. There's there's playgrounds all over the city. Yeah. Uh, and also the free parks are badass, dude. Yeah. Hong Kong Botanical Gardens is Ooh. sick. The monkey place, there's yeah. just like a free zoo that you can go yeah, to that's really nice. Yeah. It's not like overly packed. You go there for free whenever you want. Uh, for the first time on the weekend, I took my kids to the Hong Kong Park. They've got, uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, the aviary oh, yeah, that's closed. is closed. But yeah. that looks amazing. That's fun, man. I've been inside. It's awesome. It looks super good. And it's yeah. free. I can't believe how much free crazy park stuff there is if you know where to go yeah i mean like the best thing is whenever i used to go to hong kong park i would come out with better luck with good luck because like the birds would shit all over me so i kind of feel like hey this is a good day i'm so lucky hey look at me yeah the toucan pooped in my (laughs) mouth (laughs) (laughs) give it to me give it to me yes so and then there's the but there's a dude there's even like little things that maybe you don't think about uh when you don't have kids but like the conservatory that's there Mm. Um, I think they misuse the word conservatory because it's like a plant garden, but that's fine. It's like a green, green. Yeah, it's sort of like a desert plant room, I guess. And there, dude, there's, there's, uh, there's waterfalls, there's terrapins, which is a new word I learned. Um, wow, showing you know, off now. Tortoises. Uh, and you know, there's birds, there's fish, there's it's it's a it's. It's a beautiful space to take. What about Kowloon Park? Have you been to Kowloon Park? Never been there. What's his name? Matt Hutchinson keeps telling me to go. Yeah, right? yeah. that's nice. I mean, yeah? the Hong Kong Park equivalent, Kowloon Park, and it's it's huge, man. They've got like a little little maze area. I that's fun. Much, the land is huge. How much would that land be worth? So, I mean, you're the talking location. about a huge. You're talking about a place where you know forty thousand Hong Kong dollars a month will get you a shoebox yeah. apartment, and yeah. then just just this huge. Green area, I mean, the, the views are crazy. Yeah. There's a, I, we didn't go up it because our kids are a little bit small. But I don't know if you know this, in Hong Kong Park, there's like a tower that you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you can climb the up. Top. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. It's a spiral walk up to the top. It's awesome, man. Yeah. And so, so whilst I think that at home, I do get a little bit anxious about how I haven't given my kids as much space as I, I know they might have had if we'd lived in a different place. Yeah. But... At the same time, it's a pretty. There's pretty great stuff that we get to do on the weekends. You know, that's yeah. spending a lot of money. Well, I mean, for oh, and the boats, the ferry yeah. rides. Take yeah. your kid on the ferry. In oh, Hong done. Kong. Oh, super yeah. good. All right, and then you take them on. Let's say the outlying islands on the ferry. That's a half an hour ferry. Haven't journey. done that yet. I'm, okay, I'm that's still pretty fun. That. Yeah, yeah, get some snacks and everything. Make a picnic Man. out of it. It's a lot of fun. Do you ever think about like how good, how different this city would be if you just had cash? Oh. Tell me about like it. Well, we, we I've were, thought about it. Like we were walking to the piers the other day because yeah. we are going to take the Star Ferry and and um, this boat came past. And I mean, these people had like... Oh, uh, the junk boats. had like a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One I, mean, of those, I don't know. Yeah. I thought junk boats were like old boats. This no, was like this a was, new boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like... Like from the yacht like, club I'm and like, everything. I'm like, man, imagine like you live in Repulse Bay. Yeah. You step from your house onto your boat. Yeah. And then you're like, where do you want to go? Yeah. What do, you exactly. want, what do you want to go see today? Yeah. You want to go to Bangkok or <laughs> <laughs> just drive? Just go to keep Thailand? Going. Go yeah, to right. People, people pay so much for cruise ships. You have your own little mini cruise ship waiting for you parked outside. I bet you could do that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There must be a way to play around like that. So, but but I think for people that aren't, you know, the mega rich, there's plenty to do in the city with yeah. kids. I mean, I always thought to myself, if I ever did have kids, which right now I can tell you I'm pretty 99.99% sure I'm not going to, but you're not going to call them? 
Yeah, I'm gonna call him. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm always gonna stay in denial, man. That's I'm my, not, that's my yeah, rule. Yeah, I, I always felt that my, the best way to be a good father is just get them VR goggles. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you know, I mean, you do live in a big house. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in your mind, son. That's yeah. great. You just said you you know what you need. You don't need money. You need imagination. Exactly. Like, I mean, remember Al- Albert Einstein did say imagination is more important than knowledge. So screw that school debenture. You're buying some goggles for them and, and run wild. Do you remember? I always think of, I don't know why I was these, but you remember Hook the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Robin Williams, Peter, Peter yeah, Pan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's no food in the bowl. Yeah. I'm always like, just imagine there's food. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine there's food. I mean, the weird thing is that it's actually true. Like people talk about, okay, so getting into the Zen world, you know, new age thing, visualization. Visualize your success. I mean, I, I tell you what, like, and I say this as a, as a broke person, but I do think that taking my kid to like an expensive restaurant is like, he doesn't care about that. But if yeah. I can just like hang out with him, yeah, it's... it's it, limitless value it's priceless yeah i mean it's such a cliche but it is like that's what he wants so that's what i found usually the poor parents tell themselves yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. doing that <laughs> definitely on that train yeah because the rich kids are like i don't want to hang out with my dad yeah rich kids are like yeah where's my credit card yeah exactly i don't want to be on I your yacht ipad <laughs> i need an ipad that can just call the boat yeah <laughs> well the dream really is that you keep your kid until they're a teenager when they turn around they don't want to hang out with you then you kind of win over there because, yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah right. to do. and then of, you're one step ahead of them like i don't want to hang out with you yeah i was yeah. like i don't think you realize <laughs> yeah how long i've waited for this day yeah. <laughs> um but you know th- here's another thing that i know we kind of touched on it in the healthcare podcast but like having access to good healthcare yeah. is just so important it's yeah. just like just to be able to easily get to a good doctor and it just changes your life. Like, yeah. and, and Australia's pretty good for that. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't, I know Americans say that their healthcare system's just a train wreck. Yeah, I, I don't okay. know, I don't know what it's like. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's bad because everybody says it's bad. Yeah, so, yeah, certainly yeah. if you don't have money, it seems to be pretty terrible. Usually, yeah, that's the case. Um, whereas here, you know, just being able to go like, okay, this just happened. Dude, kids, they like split their head open at oh, yeah. the end of the bed. Like, yeah, your stuff. kid's licking the shoes and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're a negligent parent like me. <laughs> yeah. Having a doctor to fix my mistakes is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Forget the kids' troubles. So, that's all cool. I, I would say from that perspective. So, you what know, you're saying is that as a parent, uh, make sure where you stay, you have close access to a good school, a good hospital, a good park, and you're pretty much good to go. Yeah, right. yeah. I so, don't know how, like, I know that some of my friends that have older kids, like, it's a big thing about, like, living with access to the school easily. Yeah. Um, oh, that's I, huge for me, man. I mean, like, when I was studying, I had to travel. Where did you live when you were going to the school? I was in, like, Sayingpun going to Monka, so that was, like, a 40-minute journey. Then oh. university was Kowloon Tong, so that's another, like, almost an hour. Basically, because back then, cool. I didn't did have you, the train did station. Did you ever go to class? So, uh, that was... <laughs> <laughs> so this is my thing. What I find is that the further away I am from somewhere, the usually I have a higher chance of being on time. Dude, dude, right? I, dude, I lived on campus. Yeah. Never went to class. <laughs> to like I failed horribly because yeah. I just didn't go to class at all. Yeah, I mean, I was like, wait, you guys aren't checking attendance. Bye. Yeah, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm, still, at- I'm at school, but I'm not at school. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm there, the, but not there. I was at the pub on, on the school. Yeah, in the campus. I mean, yeah. I was at school. So I think direct access just makes it easier for parents because then the kids don't have to waste their time traveling and then you can use that time to send them to yet another extracurricular activity that they don't want to learn. 
I do worry about what Hong Kong is going to become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I'll tell you this. Is it, yeah, I'm quite, I know it's already started to happen, but like there's certain things that mainland China does to keep control mm-hmm. and like getting their claws into the education system. Like I've watched, oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, transformed yeah. all the international schools in Shanghai while I was there. Yeah. And they like, you know, you got to use these textbooks, this stuff can't get taught. Yeah. And that I kind of worry about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I, it's hard to really map the consequences of the way that the Chinese government manipulates information on people. Yeah. But you only need to have mainland Chinese friends and be like, okay, I love you, but like you are weird perception, yeah. perceptions about stuff yeah, yeah, because yeah. your, your, your information yeah, flows your sources, screwed up yeah, and it's issue. through the, the schools are like a primary yeah. way that they achieve that. Yeah. So the lesson to learn over here is that if your kid is paying attention in class, you're in trouble. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm like, don't <laughs> listen to the teacher. Which is why Andy and myself are perfectly fine. Yeah. That's that's we why did we're, it we're, right. That's why we're so well adjusted. <laughs> exactly, because we learned nothing, and therefore we have no chance of being ir- uh, ill uh, influenced. What do you think about that? So uh, I also believe that it's happening. It's happening actually now a lot. I mean, with the whole idea that this is what you're going to learn, and this is the correct way. And, and they're sort of shifting people towards learning Mandarin instead of Cantonese. Oh, there's right? a lot. There's some schools that you're not allowed to speak Cantonese at school. I heard. Wasn't there a school in? There was a school in like Guangzhou where the teacher. The student got into trouble for speaking Cantonese in the classroom. Oof. Yeah, I can imagine that. I think in Hong Kong, there are some schools that actually have that rule. If not every day, but at least like a few days of the week, maybe claiming to learn the language. But the weird thing is that a lot of kids, they need to speak in Cantonese at school because maybe at home they speak their own dialect. So they lose out over there as well. This isn't, you're talking about. In Hong Kong. Wait, what's their dialect if it's not Cantonese? I mean, Cantonese? If, they're, if they're maybe a new immigrant or whatever, then that's their chance. It's like myself. My Cantonese was picked up mostly in school. Did you, where was you, I never asked you this, but where was your English at? So English was okay because at home we used to speak English. So this is the, this is the weird twist, right? So my family, Indian, they all speak, all speak uh, Hindi and Sindhi and stuff like that. But they were so worried that my sister and myself would not speak good English. They said, okay, at home, only English. Right, so we spoke English at home, and at school I spoke in Cantonese. Now my own language of Hindi and Sindhi I, is terrible. Oh, so you don't know that? Yeah, so it's kind of weird to us. I'm like, well, you screwed me over. I mean, you do realize I don't get born with a language in my head, right? I need to still learn it somehow. But that was required. Look I need at to you! Speak- You're like, screw you, mum and dad. You only taught me two critical languages. Yeah, which was very useful back <laughs> then. But now we're already in a Fair, behind. Yeah, Cantonese <laughs> is gone. Yeah. The, old, yeah. the old value of return on investments declining yeah. a little bit on the exactly. Cantonese. Exactly, nine whole tones, but I can use it, use it over here. So that was the issue. Now, the, the one biggest thing I have with parenting is that what do I want my kids to be? Are you the type I of I love parent- how you have an opinion about that. Yeah. And also, like, a guarantee that you're not going to have kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm... I'm I can tell you now, like Andy, I, I I feel that I have no interest. I guess because I grew up here in Hong Kong, so that's kind of made me sway away from having kids. Sure. Number two, looking at how the world's changing, global warming, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'll tell you this. I don't think anyone needs to have kids. Yeah. But the desire to have kids can surface at any moment. For sure. I, I'm very sure. I bet you anything the next podcast episode, I'll be like, Andy. Yeah. I changed my mind. So my wife is pregnant. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know she's my wife or that she's pregnant. Yeah. But <laughs> well, that's happening now. I'm yeah. telling you right now. The data set, the debentures are being invested already. Yeah. It's it definitely... I we discussed having a third child, yeah. and I'm like, I can't do it in this city. Yeah, yeah, it is tough. I'm not man. saying I would have otherwise, yeah. but that was like a 
immediate answer to that question. Yeah. It's like we can't afford an extra bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? It's it's a bedroom issue. If this kid could big just, issue, man. Yeah. You're, you're cost of living because like bunk beds are usually two mattresses. We want the third. That's expensive, and you yeah. need a ceiling height. Don't even forget that. And but that that's that's one thing that I've seen here more than I've seen everywhere else. Even with people that have quite a bit of money, is the bunk beds in the bedroom? That's yeah. like super common. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You put the kids vertical in the same height room. is the key. I mean, as long as yeah. the kid doesn't grow tall, and luckily a lot of kids are you know uh, deficient in calcium, so that helps out as well. <laughs> you, can, you can keep the the bunk bed for the rest of their life, so you have that advantage. But also, yeah, hey, you know another. Oh, sorry, you go. Uh, I was just gonna say like yeah, but uh, yeah. Number one, no kids for me. But number two. I've al- I'm always curious about parents. Like, what? How much are you willing to let the kid go as? And like, just, just chase your dreams, honey. You know, just go for what you want. You know, do live the life you want. Like, what's? Because I feel that's hard. It's easy to talk. I mean, like for myself, I remember before ever having a relationship, I was all with my friends, and they were like, "Oh, I'm heartbroken." I'm like, you gotta let go of the past. You know, if you really love them, let them go. All that stuff. Then I go in a relationship, and I get heartbroken. I'm like, "Oh, screw this. All these quotes don't make sense. This doesn't work this way." So that's the challenge I find because a lot of times when I go to schools, man, parents are struggling with that. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, obviously, people like you and me are not the norm because like, yeah. we have steered away from, uh, you know, really focusing on making money to, yeah. to do something that, you know, we enjoy. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I guess my kids are too young. I, w- I was like privy to a conversation of some people from my company who were like, they were just having a beer and they were like, you know what? That whole, like, my kid being a superstar, like, I'm kind of not interested in that. Yeah. I kind of just want him to be happy. They yeah. Were like, I, they were like, I just want him to be healthy. I think that's Just get him to the it. right age. Yeah. And I do, I just think that, like, the problem is that when you're the adult, you don't realize that, that if you let your kid know that you have expectations, you can mess them up really bad. Yeah. Cause, Cause, you're projecting. Well, it's just like becoming a person is so hard. And then if somebody else puts this external standard that just might have no relation to what's really going on with you, it can that dissonance can really mess a person up. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that that these Chinese parents were really malevolent when they had that expectation for their kids to be doctors or engineers, like the cliche, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and probably they grew up in an environment where like, we got to go for this stuff so we can eat. Yeah. I don't think my kids are going to have trouble eating. I yeah. Don't think, I don't think they face that challenge. Yeah, the world has definitely changed. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I just think that I, 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 I'm like, I think I'm going to make enough money that they're going to they're going to be able to eat and get an education. So, so what I find actually is similar to what you talked about the idea of parents wanting their kids to be happy because a lot of times I'll get invited to let's say perform at maybe some conferences or some gigs and so many times you could be dealing with like the top level doctors in the industry and you know you perform and they enjoy it and they come up to you like oh man you know I would love to be able to do what you're doing and it's I'm crazy like, when you get that stuff yeah. you're like great can I have money yeah, exactly <laughs> I would love to be making your kind of cash so uh, exchange you know what I want this is the one thing that I want. Hmm. I just want to show my kids the satisfaction from getting good at something yeah. that you like doing. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Because like for me, I played a lot of music when I was a kid and I, I figured out really young that if I worked really hard at it, I got really good at it and yeah. I really liked being good at it. Yes. And, I, and, and I've taken that framework and applied it to other things and 
I, it's just, I feel like a lot of people don't understand the satisfaction from getting good, from getting really good at something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how like, once you have that mindset and then you go on the hunt for like, okay, what is it that I enjoy doing that when you find it, you know, a lot of people, it's sad to say, but a lot of people like enjoy stand up and they just have no clue how to like commit themselves to getting good at it. Yeah. And I just like, I'm not even wasting time as a booker even caring about you because you have no idea yeah. how to make the effort to get good at this. Yeah. yeah you're just Whereas cruising. like my time is limited. There's all these other people who are like hustling yeah. to get good at it. Yeah. And I, I want to teach the kids like, I'm like, as long as I feed you get you know like a semi days in school and then instill in you that that like desire to find something that you enjoy to get really good at it that's it i think that's all really i want to do so i'm going to recommend the p- people who are listening this one listener get on spotify go play like a violin tune in the background like something really like you know vivaldi yeah yeah like nah, nah, nah. yeah and then like we're going to continue this podcast and it's going to yeah this must be a comedy podcast <laughs> like, that's what i want for my children <laughs> i just want them to be happy no, don't like me i'm on stage these guys are bombing help me now all right fine you know what i tried to bring my feelings into this vivek <laughs> so this is why you will find a lot of comedians struggle with their emotions because what we do everyone's <laughs> yeah. like you're not funny just push that shit back down <laughs> yeah you're not entertaining you're just telling me my life as well i don't want to cry i want to be laughing you suffer i smile let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah all right, all right wow okay. what is this therapy what are you like <laughs> you actually no I, that's years and years of me going on stage saying some people are like you weren't that funny i'm like yeah, it hurts. yeah. <laughs> you didn't need to tell me that just you didn't laugh was enough information like last night there's a new open mic yeah and she was like you know i just feel like Maybe it's just me, but I feel like I'm just trying to get the audience's approval. I'm like, it's not just you. <laughs> yeah, it's every single bit we do. It's every single person. Every in person. In this venue. Exactly. Um, Hence the reason we're still doing this after all these guys going like, maybe one more time. They're going to like this one. Um, it's every second. Yeah. But what you, what you said was really correct. What I find is that most people I meet that, let's say, are jealous or envious of the comedian. Oh, that's so cool what you can do. So number one, they don't see this, the process, right? They don't understand the humiliation yeah. that, that you have to accept to get good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw a quote from Chaplin recently, and it was something like... Um, uh, it takes courage to make a fool of yourself. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard something similar. And yeah. it was, it was a longer quote than that, but it was like, it, I was like, yeah, man, that yeah. like, that like willingness to, I think it's good for people, people's mentality when you can, cause, cause the reality is who cares what people sitting in an open mic think? Yeah. You never care what these people yeah. think. But then as soon as you're in an environment like, oh, they're judging me, suddenly their opinion is like the most important thing yeah. ever. And, and I feel like kind of, being like almost like sometimes I'm almost like it's okay to really make a fool of myself because it reminds me that I do I shouldn't care what anyone yeah. thinks. I think ultimately the good thing about comedy is that sorry it, it reminds you basically number one if you're funny on stage people will remember you but they remember you for maybe like three minutes after that. Yeah, right? but that's the thing. Even if you kill, they don't remember you. Exactly, they do, they do not remember what you said. Oh yeah, the worst is when you kill and they compliment the other comic. You're like that. That wasn't it. How many times? How do you ever get this? But like, because. I'll get like they'll come up and say someone else's bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like, like, oh, I funny. love that bit that you did about you know. Yeah. About growing up in America. I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> fade away, fade away. It's I'm happening like, to me, you're man. You're welcome. 
Yeah, I mean, the worst, because I try to be polite. I'm like, look, I know it's a, it's an honest mistake. I don't blame you. But I'm just like, yeah, you didn't really enjoy the set, did you? Yeah. the impression wasn't that strong that you forgot who I, what it looked like. I had, did you see, I was saying that someone said that they, there was like a, com- a secondhand complaint about the content. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read something like someone said something on stage and then someone in the audience was like, yeah, that would they never were like, fly. They were like, you need to, you know, update yourselves for the current climate it's yeah like, uh i think we're fine yeah i, I mean think, i think we got it yeah <laughs> why don't you show us an example at open yeah, mic why don't you even be there before you start throwing public judgment yeah. around? Um, oh man i mean so that's what it feels like so actually as comedians coming on stage it's kind of like you're trying to perform in front of your parents and you want to make sure that they don't feel like they've thrown away all that energy and money and everything to put towards your your, your growth. Oh, they definitely feel that way. <laughs> yeah, that's why <laughs> we do comedy. But like, at least these parents like us. The real ones don't. My dad's perpetually like, any minute now, he's going to stop telling those jokes and get a real job. <laughs> You're like, I have a name card. Does that help? Yeah. Uh, anyone can print that. It, it is a picture of a clown on it. But. Yeah, but still. Um, so anyway, back to the topic of All this right, podcast. parenting in Hong Kong. Yeah, I, I, I think that here's another thing that I worry a little bit about because yeah. it was a huge problem in mainland China is pollution. Yeah. I feel like see, see, in, in mainland China, pollution was like everyone with kids tracked the AQI index every day. Yeah. And we had monitors in our house. We had filters in our house and we would there would be conversations. Like you'd get up and they'd be going, don't take your kids out today. Yeah. It's really bad outside. And it does get bad here. It does get to a level, like once you're getting over a hundred, that's a level where you really probably shouldn't take the kids outside. Yeah, yeah. And it does get there. Not all the time. It's definitely way better here than any Chinese city I've spent much time in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a real issue. And that sort of stuff, it's like, do we need to worry about this? Yeah. Like I just don't even know. I mean, lung disease is the number one cause of death in mainland China. Wow. So That's it's tough, it's not man. nothing. Everyone's taking You know what the number one disease in Hong Kong? In Australia is number one killer? Uh stingrays? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it? Just guess. Uh Just think about it. It's like a logical one. Being so lazy you forget to breathe. Skin oh, cancer. Logical? Skin Oh, yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah. It is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you know, I'm like, do I need to worry about that? And at some point, you're just like, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta just go live. Gotta yeah, live. dude. You, you can't every day trying to be cautious my of everything. I like thing. trusting instinct. And my instinct is that this is a good city for kids. Yeah. It feels like they're, they're living an interesting life. Or they're getting a lot of different stuff. Uh, the, the language skills are crazy good. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. My yeah. kids, they, they, they learn in Mandarin. Oh, there you go. The kindergarten. Yeah. My kid's two. When he was two, three, Boom. just turned three. Yeah. Um, Childcare is not functioning at the moment, by the way. I didn't know that. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're losing our mind at home. Yeah. In our shoebox. Um, but, you know, as a two-year-old, he's getting his tuition like half in uh, Chinese, half in English. So oh, okay, he came okay. home one day and he's singing the wheels on the bus in, in Mandarin. Mandarin. I was Ooh. like, Poof. This guy's showing off in front well, of you I was now. A, I went to pick him up and the Mandarin teacher... She doesn't speak a word of English. Oh. Right. And she started talking to him in Mandarin. I was like, oh, he doesn't speak. And then he responded. I was like, damn. damn. Okay. Yeah. And that to like give the kids that is yeah. pretty spectacular. I think the main- so this is where I come from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, what I find at least has worked for me is that it's not the parents projecting like what you should do or how you should be. It's more like them giving you extra. In- Tools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's basically it. And it's whichever tool like, you use. It's yeah. not like you, you, like you got to wear that, you know, blazer while you're at school. It's like no, for the rest of your whole life. Yeah. You get to speak a, another language, and exactly, it's so yeah. good for your brain. Oh yeah. Like brain development, like 
like critical thinking, all that sort of stuff. I mean, maybe Chinese isn't the best for critical thinking. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you are thinking, yeah, but, <laughs> which <laughs> not really that critical. But I, I you know, there, there's a guy that you know, like uh, lat- lateral thinking, right? Yes, the yes. guy. Oh, Edward De Bono. He pioneered yeah, yeah. that term. I'm a big, right? like, big fan of it. So, yeah. so his whole thing is yeah. that language is like the biggest tool and an inhibitor for yes. thought and so it's like you have a, f- a structure and so if you know a totally different language yeah you have a totally different framework for your thinking correct i, I mean, love that you know that that's oh, so yeah, good dude. yeah, yeah I've, the whole is what is it the five hats of six, thinking? six hats or something yeah and he talks about how you have to basically it's it's a technique i also use a lot is that now in this time i'm basically there's a lot of I just imagine techniques. you sitting at home wearing different fedoras <laughs> <laughs> the ironic thing is I do and I wear nothing else you used to wear hats you just say wear clothes just naked thinking like I'm gonna wear my yellow fedora yeah. so I can think and like eventually when are you gonna watch some bit like that sounds like a bit he would have done naked <laughs> that definitely would have been funnier <laughs> naked his material has a lot of jo- punch yeah. lines about his nipples <laughs> why so he has a mirror what's going on Um, and so that I mean, that's like a gift. You know, I was joking about it. It's like your parents didn't give you Cindy Hindi. They gave you Cantonese and English. Yeah, it's, which it's, is big asset. I, I tell people, look, honestly, the fact that I can speak Cantonese or I can read and write Chinese characters, a traditional Chinese, actually, it forces me to think differently. So in my classes, like comedy classes, I've actually talked about the idea that when I deliver my comedy bits, I'm not just saying the words. I'm thinking of the rhythm. Because when I used to learn Cantonese, I actually used to try to memorize words by the sound. So it'd be like, da 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 and then I'll try to remember it with that kind of musicality to it and then say the sentence. So in my comedy as well, sometimes I'd be, without realizing, subconsciously thinking like, why does this not sound smooth? It's because it's like, it's like, whoa, that doesn't sound smooth, but it has to be like, ah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I mean, that that finding your natural melodic yeah like like yeah sense of humor or style of delivery it's that's just uh, such yeah. a huge part of the journey yeah. you know and that all comes because you were given the tools and i i feel Do you like, feel like what's the relationship between your sort of melodic rhythm in 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 english and cantonese is it very different it's kind of different yeah 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 because yeah. cantonese you like, kind of have to be different. you have to be you have to be i mean with english you can stretch out the words like eh I wouldn't say that. Yeah. But Kenny's like, dang, oh. Everyone's just like, okay, this guy is definitely on drugs. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> having a seizure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one's dra- dragging it out that extent. Yeah, so that's the difference. But I would say, ultimately, uh, what's worked out for myself and what I've seen, because I, I get the privilege of going to different community centers to speak to kids, and I find that Every time I talk to the parents and I tell them the one thing that worked for me is not to tell me what to do because we're living in today's world in this in the 2020s, right? But your kid's going to be 18 or 20 in 20 years. And by then, there'll be a new technology. This is insane to think about. Yeah. Like, my daughter's one. Yeah. Like, it's she'll be 18 in 2027. That's cr- well, she's one now. So that's th- that's, th- that's 30, 37. Th- you said 27. Th- 37. God. <laughs> I'm not teaching her maths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, wow, so far away. Well, it's I like seven it. years from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to make it, right? But yeah, just imagine. And imagine how crazy, how many new Instagrams and TikToks and everything is going to be where. It'll just be in your brain. It's going to be in your brain. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's walking around, you know, online. Everyone's walking around and going, like. Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You're swiping right with your with your face. Yeah, everyone's like, what, "What's what's wrong with your neck?" Would that be funny if, like, in the future, the dating apps are embedded in your brain, so you actually just go and meet them? Yeah, that's so like traditional yeah. dating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the only difference is while you're talking to them, all of a sudden you just like swipe left and like, "Yep, I'm gonna stop the conversation." You're walking away, walking away. 
To finish this off, though, I think that Hong Kong is amazing for kids. I think it's going to become a bad place for kids. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It's going to become a bad place. I would say it's really more like a crazy playground. The only difference is that we got sharp objects and stuff all over the place. So the kids have to be smart enough to realize sharp object, no, no. It's amazing how you got, yeah, this is a city kind of like New York where you got to be kind of tough just to make it, like yeah. just to be in this city. Yeah. And, and the people that I know that grew up in Hong Kong, they're all resourceful they've yeah. all got like they're they're wily yeah you know, i can't i'm like yeah i'll have kids you, like that basically in hong kong what you will learn is that when someone gives you something your first initial idea is not like wow thank you you're such a kind you're like why i ain't no what? free lunch yeah so so my wife right in russian she has expressions that she translates yeah and it'll be like they say in the russia like you can take girl from village but not village from girl i'm like yeah we have something similar yeah um, but then she'll be like, you know, in Russia, we say nothing in life is free except cheese. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, she goes, that's from a mousetrap. I was ah, like, yeah, there you go. Oh, that's, that's like the deep. Russian version. There it's like, go. not saying there's a free lunch. It's like, not only isn't it free, but it, it'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so, to conclude, basically, if you are planning on having kids, number one, think about that 18 years later open mic night, the venture invested in. Mate, your, this place is not going to be around in 18 <laughs> years. <laughs> oh, it better be. I have that set I'm waiting to do in 18 years. Not a chance. All right. That's number one. Teach your kids proverbs, right? Make sure they know that you're nothing in life is free except for cheese. Well, no, cheese. Well, okay, yeah. One of those proverbs, number two. And number three, make sure that if, they, if you live anywhere, your house doesn't have to be big, but make sure you're close enough to the hospital, schools, and playground. So when they, when they learn... And they realize that they're idiots. They just go to the playground, hurt themselves, and go to the hospital, and you're a happy parent. And if you'd like a, a someone to father your children, Vivek's number is one. <laughs> <laughs>